The B2B Marketing Exchange was created with one goal in mind, to help B2B practitioners across marketing and sales be better at their jobs. Now we're bringing the insights from the stage to your ears. These are the tips and tools you need to succeed. This is the B2B Marketing Exchange Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the season two finale of the B2B MX Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Claudia. And over the past few months, the days have felt long, for lack of a better word, but the weeks have gone by pretty fast. Within that time, we've relived some of our favorite sessions from the 2020 event and have even sat down with some experts to discuss B2B marketing and sales trends. So we figured we'd close out the season by spotlighting what we believe to be the most crucial moments and takeaways. And these moments, I think, reaffirm some of the key trends and themes for 2020 so far in general. B2B and B2C lines are kind of blurring, especially when everybody has those social platforms. And when you have that opportunity to engage with someone in a place that they've created a profile and they're coming to to engage with themselves, you have to be there because they can make that initial touch point themselves. It doesn't feel as intrusive as like a phone call or an email or something like that. It's something that they're choosing to engage with. So we have to kind of show up across the board. When we think about marketing to marketers and even to retailers, Direct mail, if done well, can be that unique touch point that you need to get your foot in the door. And um, this holiday readiness calendar, direct mail, was just that. Um, Again, it has to be highly relevant, highly targeted, and custom for it to work. Hey, what about we go ahead and start putting the chat in some of those consideration pages? We thought, what do you start putting the chat in blogs, articles? solution pages, event pages. And the idea was to understand with custom messaging, could we start qualifying the conversation and perhaps understanding better the intent. An advocacy program certainly will increase um, your success stories, your case studies, your testimonial content, um, opportunities for webinars, events, social, like you will build and engage this population of people who are excited enough about what you're doing that they want to raise their hand for more opportunities and they want to be part of opportunities that will also benefit your team in the marketing space. We are context machines. Machines are compute machines. There's a fundamental difference. So the the essential lesson I want to leave here is that humans and machines are a lot better than humans or machines. The combination is far more powerful than either or. Why do you care? Because in some way or other, sales enablement is going to, if it's not today, it's going to impact you, your organization, regardless of what industry you work in, for as long as you're working. Whatever you do, make sure that every single interaction with the customer is delightful for the customer, which in turn translates to marketers also feeling happy, which translates to sales feeling happy, which translates to the bottom line feeling happy. So just keep focused on the customer. And then we all had to pivot. In fact, we started hearing early news reports and rumblings around the novel coronavirus as we were leaving for the event. And frankly, it all accelerated as we returned in early March. 
And it's funny because the demand gen report team expected things to calm down a bit after the chaos of the event was over. Instead, we found ourselves focusing our recap, our premiere episode, not just on all of the great trends and takeaways discussed at BWMX, but on how these trends would completely change in light of COVID. For larger organizations that aren't used to being very agile and nimble, they're going to struggle a bit. It's actually the smaller organizations or the ones that have more agile mechanisms built into their marketing teams that I think have an opportunity to really thrive, you know, even in this challenging environment. It's easy to focus on that big picture, business-centric view of how COVID is impacting B2B. But we also had a lot of follow-up conversations with experts around the reality that some executives whether they be in marketing, ops, sales, or tech, have had to pivot personally as well. Impacted by layoffs, furloughs, and complete company closures, people have had to reset their professional goals or uncover new career opportunities. That's why we wanted to bring back one of our key experts on workforce issues, Wes Leeser, so he could share his thoughts and recommendations. The biggest thing that I tell people is to make sure that you know and understand the value proposition that you bring to the table over other candidates, okay? And in my opinion, now isn't the time to change careers or necessarily pivot industries. You know, transitioning is tough in general, but doing that now when you're going to be competing against a lot of candidates that have, you know, maybe five to 10 years of cybersecurity experience is going to be very, very difficult. I, I talked to so many people that, you know, maybe they did get laid off and they face that, that burnout or they're frustrated and they just, it's like, you know what, it's time for a change. I totally understand that and I can totally empathize with that. Just know that changing that career is going to be very, very difficult at any point, you know, let alone in the current climate. Even folks secure in their roles, such as San Panglada of Gum Gum, shared ways that they're trying to further develop themselves professionally. In fact, this episode really sticks out to me because we all got super transparent about how we were all dealing with the situation. And Sam got real about how she was finding ways to be a better marketer. And that included achieving mental and emotional peace amid the chaos. It was really enlightening to hear how she believed the two intersected, the personal and the professional, and what she really did day in and day out so she could focus on the right things, do her best work, and frankly, be the best manager for her team. Most marketers are type A, right? And I am for sure one. You know, I, I feel I feel like I, I freed up a lot of space with even within my head and even within my life. And I've been using this time a lot to really reflect and really not having a schedule is actually forcing you to think about yourself and thinking about how you want to be better, how you want to come out of this. And I've been spending a lot of time doing that. I've also been spending a lot of time even watching, you know, TED Talks and stuff like that, which is great, or TEDx. And I just never really had time. So I try to keep myself inspired. That, of course, brings us to the tactical trends that really came into focus. Sam kicked off a series of conversations we had around what the future of B2B marketing and sales would be in a post-COVID era. She shared how she and the Gum Gum team were exploring new ways to make up for event cancellations and the lack of in-person opportunities to still make an impact on their audiences. 
We already put a lot of work into the creativity for you know 2020, so we're going to transform that into an experience. So it's definitely been a challenging, but also a time to shine for an event marketer. It definitely is. It's the creativity has just shifted from IRL to URL. With in-person events and interactions frankly being non-existent, we wanted to zero in on the channels that we felt presented the best opportunities for our audience. Shockingly, even with very few people commuting, podcasts still are holding their weight in the media mix. That's why we wanted to bring in Tina Dietz to talk about the future of podcasting and how B2B brands specifically can use them effectively to stand out and resonate with their audience. And I'm not just talking about prospects, but also customers, internal employees, and even partners. People come for a topic, but they stay for a host. I say this all the time. They'll come to your show for the topic, but if the host isn't a good host and they're and they're not developing the the relationship with the audience, then people won't stay and listen to multiple episodes. So it is the host that is the linchpin of every show. And that is what is so important to remember because no matter what influencers you have on, if the host doesn't have this relationship with the audience as well as with their guest, people don't come back. You know, the question I get asked the most about podcasting is how long should my show be? And the answer to that question is however long you can be really, really interesting for. And because entertainment comes first, even in an internal podcast, if you want it to be effective, you need to let your hair down a little bit and have a relationship with people. Podcasting is most often the tone of you and I sitting down, having a cup of coffee, having a great conversation. ABM has also come to the forefront as a way to forge stronger relationships with individual accounts and even buyers. Sure, we've uncovered our fair share of success stories over the years, uh, but Sydney Switzer of Vertex Marketing Agency revealed that she believed ABM use cases would accelerate in these times and beyond. As a result, the rules and tools that would separate the leaders from the laggards would be very different than a year ago. B2B marketing and, and sales isn't just about the amount you can get, but it's about the, the quality of the conversation that you can create, right? So ABM is really about creating that meaningful relationship with your most valued customers. So it's kind of like a friendship. So think about your most valued friendship. They don't only know your first name, your last name, and what job, what, what your job is. It's going the extra step and creating that successful personalization that's going into building account intelligence and actually investing time into finding these key aspects to maybe even like their personal life that you can include in the marketing and the sales journey. Imagine if your client could wake up every day and actually be excited to open the email because they know that the person sending that message to them actually really took the time and invested time into researching what their problems were and really providing a solution. So imagine if all your emails had solutions to all of your problems. That's essentially what ABM does, is just finding and doing research on what your problems are and just being that helper and providing a solution at the right time. All of these trends present great opportunities, of course, but the reality is we're all still navigating uncertainty. We as marketers are trying to figure out what resonates with our audience now. And our audience is navigating their own personal and professional uncertainties, and that's changing their mindsets and the way they make decisions. Bonnie Crater of Full Circle Insights had a great perspective on why getting clarity is so important, especially in these times. 
how it's time to step outside of fear and really understand your audience so you can do better and be better. And honestly, I don't think these takeaways just apply to marketing. One of the things that we really want folks to think about is fear, right? There's the fear of finding out. And so some marketing people might be afraid to actually measure what they're doing. But we encourage everyone to embrace transparency and embrace the notion of measurement and being a little bit vulnerable because your CEO actually really wants you to do that. Your CEO wants to identify things that are not working because they know perfectly well that not everything is perfect. And so by being less afraid and being humble and actually a little bit vulnerable and pointing out some flaws and some things that you're doing and identifying areas where you can improve and make things better, that's what the CEOs really want in all these companies. So we encourage folks to embrace transparency and don't be afraid of finding out how your marketing is doing. This season has been filled with some great aha moments. It has encouraged us to think differently and think about the actual impact and value of the work we're doing, not just in a business sense, but in a personal sense as well. Katie Martell had us asking, what are we actually doing to contribute to the greater good? And we had an incredible conversation with her about how we can bring more people in, expand our community, and amplify more diverse voices and experiences. I think in B2B, you see a hesitancy, right, to really engage on topics that feel traditionally outside of the realm of our organizations. You know, hey, I'm, a, I'm an ERP provider. What do I, what, why does it matter that I as a company or, or I as the brand steward have a statement about Black Lives Matter? So I think you're, you're seeing this again, this, this hesitancy to engage because it doesn't feel like an appropriate topic. However, again, we have to be clear about the fact that, you know, people, to your point, the role of, of a, a B2B buyer is one that is addressing very personal criteria. We want tools to help us perform at work, right? We're putting our jobs in the line when we make a B2B decision, a purchase decision. We want to trust the brands that we do business with. We want to be able to be proud of how we've spent even our organization's budget because we know that we can vote with our wallet in some cases to support organizations that align with our values. This is criteria that is actively being considered in the purchase criteria, even if we don't want to admit that it's happening. So in that regard, every B2B organization has to look at each of their buyers set of these kind of personal values and understand where they overlap. It has been such an incredible season and we want to thank our guests for encouraging our audience to find the bright spots in these volatile times. And of course, we want to thank all of you, the folks listening. We're going to take a few weeks off to reset and take a breather, but we'll be back in September for more conversations, especially with folks who will be joining us for the B2B Sales and Marketing Exchange online event. Make sure you get the scoop when new episodes are available by subscribing to the series on your preferred podcast player. And if you want to learn more about our upcoming event, just visit b2bsalesmarketing.exchange. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you in a few weeks.